0: Sports are such a big part of all of our lives. From the big plays to the unforgettable games, they continue to inspire us in unimaginable ways. But what happens to the athletes, the warriors, and heroes of our time when the game is finally over and the sport they love and worked their entire lives pursuing greatness at continues on without them? How do they cope with the transition? How do they find purpose, reclaim their identity? and work towards a vision of the future. As a former professional athlete playing in the NFL for eight seasons, I know the unique challenges that these athletes face. On this podcast, these athletes will share their stories and how they navigate life beyond the game. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Life Beyond the Game. I'm super stoked to finish up this conversation with Mike Adams. This is part two. If you haven't listened to the first part of this conversation, then go listen to Mike Adams' part one. Um, his journey is absolutely insane. Um, it was, you know, he shared in the first part about his, you know, journey through football, um, being a top recruit out of. High school, going to Ohio State, dealing with some issues there, going into the draft, being a top 15 projected pick, having some stuff come up, which uh, ended up moving him down a whole round, which ended up costing him, I think, something like $7 million. Then while he was in the NFL, he had a crazy journey, um, ended up getting stabbed, jumped, almost died. Um, He had a really tough time. In his football career, he had a few injuries he dealt with, uh, wasn't really treated by the Steelers very well. Um, but in this episode, you know, that's what he talked about in the first episode. This episode, he talks about his journey post football and how yoga specifically really helped save his life. Uh, we talk about gratitude, different practices, um, his psychedelic journey and a lot of other amazing things in this podcast. So I'm really stoked for you guys to dive in, and I hope you get as much value out of this conversation as I did. Please enjoy. All right, Mike, welcome back to part two of you sharing your incredible journey. I mean, the the first Episode really blew me away. Um, you know, I know we've connected, you know, not too long ago. I was, you, you reached out on Instagram. We were kind of following each other from a distance, both yogis post football. Uh, so we definitely resonate on that. And then I'm just so grateful that I got to connect with you. And then having you on the podcast, uh, the first episode blew me away. Your story is absolutely incredible. Just what you've been through and your ability to overcome a lot of the the adversity, um, not only in your, in your your football career, but outside of football as well. Um, you shared a lot about that journey in, in the first episode, and it was it was so crazy, and it, and it you know took uh, over an hour. So we decided to pause it and come on for uh, the second part. And so now we're going to kind of dive into your transition out of football. And um, your journey with yoga specifically, because I know that you're a huge yogi, you practice daily, you inspire me just following you on a distance. Um, Your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your spiritual journey. Um, So I know we kind of left off you leaving football and then we're going to start talking about your transition and um, your journey from then till now. So let's
1: kind of dive in there if you uh, have somewhere where you want to start. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that transition out of football, what a, what a scary monster. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was like my, uh, the off season before my last active season with the bears, I was injured, you know what I mean? So I was doing a lot of yoga, a lot of that stuff, spending a lot of time outdoors. Um, I moved to like a a farm town kind of like where I'm where my family's all from and uh just was really into like bow hunting and stuff like that um still am really into bow hunting um but yeah I was just spending a lot of time in nature and a lot of time on the yoga mat um was this um this off
0: season were you like after your final season with the Bears? because you talked about that moment when you're on field goal right you like tore your bicep or something And then in that moment, you knew that was going to be your last year. So after that season, you kind of, were you was your mind clearly like,
1: okay, I'm done. I'm going to focus on what's next. Well, it was kind of like the off season before that, even Uh, before that Mm -hmm. season, I was, uh, you know, not sure if I was going to make it back from the whole back thing. And I was, you know, spending a lot of time out outdoors, doing a lot of yoga and stuff, trying to get healthy just in general, and then, you know, assess playing football from there. And, uh, by the time that I actually got around to like getting back to football and was like playing for the bears, I just was like, so over all the like type a alpha, like locker room type of stuff. You know what I mean? That football is, you know, and just like really enjoyed like my own space, really enjoyed being able to do like whatever I wanted to do. Um, and it kind of, made that like, it made me appreciate being able to come play that last year. Um, but it also made me know that I was like kind of ready to check out, you know what I'm saying? So when I got to that first off season after playing with the bears, um, you know, I was injured, uh, and injured pretty bad with the back and, uh, partially torn bicep, retorn my left leg room and rotator in my shoulder. Um, and, uh, So I was in a pretty crap place mentally, too. Um, And so I went to a a family friend who's a doctor, a spinal doctor, actually, and uh, I got an epidural. And I had had, like, six epidurals before this, and, like, not one of them had ever worked. And, um, like, I actually, one time a doctor actually hit my sciatic nerve with the needle and like oh, that's that's like the craziest thing i've ever felt you know i said like what it the, feel like oh dude i said the craziest shit you can say to a human in this doctor well, was, was it because of the pain like the, or yeah, was it like numbness oh, yeah, or what like it, oh you know, the pain it was like getting struck by lighting or something it was crazy oh geez. And uh yeah i think i told him i was gonna kill him like you know like i was just like what like what the fuck was that you know and yeah. uh So, yeah. So I go to a family friend, like a really close family friend. Um, my best friend since I was like, have memories, uh, his father-in-law, he gave me an epidural. And as soon as he injected my back, I could like feel my legs like regular, like normal again and all that. And like pain was like going away instantly pretty much, you know? And, um, at that point, I was like, man, like, I know in a couple, like, in, like tomorrow, today, like, I feel good already. Like, I'm going to have to start, like, working out, doing stuff, like, get really active and lose a bunch of weight. Because at this point, I'm like, you know, 315 or so. And uh, I was like, if I lose a bunch of weight, I'll feel better, you know. And so I started eating, like, super clean. And um, at first, I was, like, eating the same stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Like I, I was just basically just focused on you know fueling my body and didn't really care like uh, about like you know trying new foods and all that stuff. At this point, I was just like, I just want to get from three fifteen to like two sixty. You know what I mean? So
0: what did what did that look like? What were you eating? It was just kind of like really
1: clean, just like the same thing over because that's all you knew what was yeah clean. yeah. I would just uh, I would just get up and I would eat some fruit like fresh fruit. And I would go work out right away. Like I'd eat fruit in the car on the way to the gym and, uh, maybe like a yogurt and water. And, um, I'd go work out, hit some cardio, lift a little bit of weights. Um, and then I'd hit up a yoga class or I'd leave and I'd eat lunch and I would do, it's so funny. The stuff that you just like, I was ordering DoorDash all the time and all that. And there was a, uh, there was like a Applebee's across the street from the gym that I would go to. So I would pick up Applebee's, grilled chicken, mashed sweet potatoes and broccoli. And I would eat that like on the way home pretty much. Cause I'd be in the car, just like crushing food. And uh, yeah, I'd go home, chill for a little bit, you know, play with the dogs, go outside, check trail cameras, all that stuff. Uh, you know, all the, all the stuff a good outdoorsman does you know, on his mm-hmm. deer hunting farm. <laughs> and, uh, and then I would go hit up a yoga class that night, you know, and then I would pretty much just eat that same thing again for dinner and then have like a, you know, like six 30 or so seven. And then I would, uh, eat like another, like small meal, something like that, like, at like eight o'clock and then not eat after. You'd be eating Applebee's twice a day. Bro, crushing Applebee's. Bro. How long did that last? <laughs> it was, that was probably like a, uh, Oh gosh, that was probably like a two or three month long thing. There, like it was, it was a good, decent amount of time, Um, but it like really worked for my body. You know what I mean? Like it was just like you know, um, and I wasn't. How did
0: the weight weight fall off? How much weight did you lose during
1: that time? During that like three month period, I think I lost. I think I went from like three fifteen to yeah to just about like two sixty five. And then, uh, and then I started like trying new foods, eating a bunch of like really good stuff, you know, a lot of more vegetables, you know, trying all the new stuff. And I got down to like two forty, and was just like shredded for the first time ever. Like, you know, abs and all that. And like veins and stuff in my butt. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I felt really good, you know, and I was, uh, started like consistently practicing yoga like every day i was at a studio every single day pretty much um and i got like i started like you know doing stuff upside down you know headstands all that stuff having fun yeah when you
0: first get to do the inverted
1: poses like how good does that feel oh bro i started doing inversions and arm balances i'm just like man this is awesome i felt like and like i don't know The, the real cool thing about yoga for me at first, um, when I started practicing and like a consistent practice was I just could like move and feel so graceful. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You know, you play O-line and like, you're taking all these short choppy steps, punching and, you know, all the, you know, grunting and sweating. Really rigid, right? Yeah. So such rigid movements, all that. And then mm-hmm. I get on a yoga mat, dude, and I'm just like floating around and I feel like so mm-hmm. graceful and like beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like yeah. it, it was just such a different world and everything was just like just me. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not competing against anyone. I'm not like I don't, you know, when I'm in a it's yoga studio against yourself, huh? Yeah, like I don't even see anybody else in the room when I'm in a yoga studio practicing. You know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. I'm focused in, zeroed in on my mat breathing moving you know feeling you know and uh so it was just before
0: we we dive too much in i want to get into the
1: yoga journey and, and dive really into
0: that and share uh what yoga means to you and how it's kind of evolved in your life but you're talking about losing that weight and as an offensive lineman i know a lot of guys deal with this i know i do is this this body image stuff right like we i've lost a lot of weight i feel like i look really good in my body but i still look in the mirror sometimes and feel like there's some kind of bo- body image stuff. Do you deal with that at all? Even though you've lost all this weight and you you like look better
1: than you ever have. Yeah, dude. It's uh it's such a like such a weird thing. Like the games your mind plays on you. Um, you know, I think us being such big guys for our whole lives. You know, like you're so used to looking a certain way. Like I would get out of the shower, walk through the bathroom, and see myself in the mirror, and I would like literally physically see like 300 plus pound me in the mirror and have to like double take and be like whoa like and i'm like i was like wondering like what's going on like what's wrong with me you know what i mean like that's crazy and uh i look you know looked up a bunch of stuff i'm like oh i guess this is like body dysmorphia to a t you know and um so yeah i was able to like laugh at myself though i never had any like rough moments with it like where Mm -hmm. i was like where I would like get down on myself or like, um, cause you know, like a lot of people d- develop eating disorders and stuff from that and all that. But, um, I was always able to like, keep it lighthearted and, you know, feel okay about it. And, uh, but yeah, I think just like, it was, it was such a wild thing going from being such a big guy since being a little kid to, you know, slimming down and like basically you know, being unrecognizable. You know what I mean? Um, mm. People over, like, over that period, all of a sudden, like, nobody ever asked me if I play football anymore. Ever? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. People are always like, "Yeah, you play hoops, man." <laughs> I'm like, "No, nah. yeah. you know, like, yeah." And I, I tell people I'm a yoga teacher, and uh, or like people ask me if I play basketball. I had a guy at the gas station one time asked me i'm like no man i don't you know he's like uh he's like oh man what a waste (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like oh god let's talk
0: about a little bit about the the idea of 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 football and not wanting to share with people that we played football right a guy asked you oh do you do play basketball you easily could have been like no i played football but there's a lot of resistance to that i know i feel the same way it's because people automatically kind of they start seeing you through this lens, right? And they start judging you for what they think you are when you say that. So as a former athlete, it's like, especially when I was playing, I didn't like telling people, but now it's like, you know, I don't I don't like talking to people about it unless I say, oh, that's what I used to do. This is what I'm doing now because I don't like that to be the focal point. Um, talk a little bit about the resistance because it seems like that's kind of what came up in that moment specifically.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. it's uh, It's that whole thing of like, everybody's honest judgment of you just kind of as a person just kind of goes out the window. You know what I mean? It's like you get judged through a different looking glass. Uh, once they know like, Oh, this guy's an NFL player. Blah, blah, blah. you know, there's all the, uh, all the stereotypes, stigmas. Um, and then also like the, I guess like that whole fame side of it or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, like football players are like idolized people here in America since the time we're little kids, you know, um, and that's like both ways, you know what I'm saying? Like little kid football players on the peewee field that are like, you know, put on a pedestal over their peers, you know, and then also little kid football fans who are looking up to guys who are good at football, you know, from the time they're, you know, able to say go Buckeyes or go Steelers or, you know what I mean? Um, mm. so it's a pretty it's just a pretty wild culture. So when you when you know that you're gonna get looked at through a different lens or people won't give you, you know, might not give you an honest shake. Um I think it just makes it easy to kind of resist that. And then when you also have like a whole new physical appearance where people don't just assume it anymore, then it's like makes it that much easier not to bring it up. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's just kinda of like, yeah, now I have this whole new like go at life where I can kind of just start over you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I'm always what do you, if el- someone
0: asks you that right now like what do you what do you want to be known for other than because like, I've always wanted to be known as, as more than a football player right because I am more than a football player it's not all of who I am like what what do you, well, what do you want to be known for in the eyes of others rather than just
1: a football player oh dude all I really want to be known for is someone that helps people you know what I mean someone who is um committed and compassionate about helping others uh whatever that looks like whether it's talking to people teaching people um being a good friend being a good family member uh being active in the community uh, you know paying it forward all those kind of things uh, i really just want to be known as someone who uh, spent his time you know just really trying to do what he can for other people, for the community, and people he loves. Yeah, that's beautiful,
0: man. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about your healing journey. Um, you know, for me, I know yoga has started out as how can I take care of my physical body? Like you, I kind of started a couple years, I still had a couple years left of football, and I started going into studios uh, very occasionally. I wasn't a daily practice at all, by no means, but it was. And I had a lot of resistance to going into studios because it was kind of intimidating not really knowing the poses. And it's usually a lot of you know females in there, not a lot of men. I think a lot of men have resistance to going into studios. Yeah. Uh, but I really I started doing yoga for my physical body, right? I wanted to feel better. I wanted to move some of the pain out. I wanted to be more nimble for football towards the latter parts of my career because my, my body was breaking down. But for me, it's evolved in such an incredible way, opening me up you know, spiritually, it's really helped me process my mental body and emotional body. Um, It creates a lot more discipline. I think the discipline we've learned from football transfers to the mat in a pretty amazing way. So talk about your journey uh, with yoga and then your healing journey, uh, both physically, emotionally, mentally, and then
1: how your spiritual journey has kind of evolved as well through that. Oh man. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, yoga for me always started out as something to, like, heal me physically because uh, I got into it, you know, after the whole stomach deal. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it was, like, 36 staples in the stomach. So trying to rebuild the core of a, of a 300-pound offensive tackle um, was what brought me onto the mat. And I think there was – There was a real moment in time after, like, after I had back surgery, where I found myself on the mat, and I could physically feel my back getting stronger. You know what I mean? Like, I could, uh, like, feel myself being able to move, like, normally again, and, um, like, athletically again. And I could just, like, you know, they say yoga is not, like, sensation is the destination you know what i mean like you know you're not trying to get your you know your head to your knees or all this stuff you're trying to feel a sensation where you're getting a stretch you know um
0: yeah it's everybody's journey own journey right it's like your own personal journey there's not really anybody to compete against because it's you versus yourself and your own limits and your own boundaries and kind of pushing to that edge but not feeling pain but feeling that stretch yeah and the cool thing i found with yoga is there's There's no ceiling, right? It's kind of infinite how far you can take it and how far the body can move and stretch and open up. And
1: it's just fascinating. There's so many layers to it. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. And that's like, that's what got me. It was I started having those moments on the mat after months and months of thinking that I was just going to be like physically disabled for life. You know what I mean? Like, just like absolutely no way that I was going to be able to walk normal again, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I started having all these moments on my mat where I could move and I could feel like graceful and strong and all that. Man, and I'd find myself in like pigeon pose or shavasana at the end of class. And like, you know, and that's when your your mind starts to, you know, wander off a little bit and all that. But dude, the only thing that I would ever have was just these extremely, extremely intense feelings of gratitude like, to where it would just make me feel so emotional. You know what I mean? I was just so happy to be able to, like, not be in crazy pain, you know, to be able to move, to, like, for the first time I was able to touch my toes again after, like, have, like hurting my back for the second time was, like, I think I probably made me want to cry. You know what I mean? Like, it was incredible. Um, so, you know, I started having all these moments on the mat, and then my movement and stuff just started like getting better and better and better. And I started, you know, like we were talking about practicing inversions and, um, you know, all, I call them party tricks, but, um, all, you know, some like, you know, more advanced movements and poses and stuff like that. And, what was the uh, time
0: frame like from when you kind of started doing yoga and when, when is it that you decided to, to commit to a daily practice? and the impact that had and then what was the time frame like like how long did it take for you to start really
1: feeling your body change and open up and feeling lighter uh, and more nimble yeah so i pretty much like the day that i got that epidural on my back and felt like whoa i think i, can, I think i could go work out i pretty much started a daily practice um oh like right after that uh if not like maybe like two months after that, you know what I mean? Because I was in the gym pretty heavy at that time. But yeah, I guess maybe like two months after that, I got real into it. So it was the beginning of 2017. Um, But yeah, so I started daily practicing all the time, you know, just loving it. And I was doing hot power yoga all the time. You know what I mean? so I was burning a bunch of calories, you know, lean muscle was just like, where my game was now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had no desire to be like big or anything anymore. You know what I mean? Um, Like, I don't, I don't go to the gym and do 20 sets of curls ever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, So I was just like, that's how I was getting my workouts. was just doing hot power yoga. And I was leaning out, feeling the most confident I had ever felt in my body. uh, Movement wise and um, aesthetic wise. You know what I'm saying? So, Um, just experiencing a whole new confidence uh, that way about myself and just knowing like, you know, wearing that badge of like discipline. You know what I mean? Just knowing like what i put myself through coming from a life of just like eating, 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 be big, be big, be big. And then being able to um, stop and just completely change that was something that gave me just so much confidence in myself uh, that I had probably kind of lost, um, throughout the end of my career in the league, just from being injured and all that stuff. And, um, you know, that stuff really wears on a guy. And so being able to like rebuild myself and at the, and the crazy part about it. So we talk a lot about in this community about guys like losing their identity when they retire, you know what I mean? And, um, guys not having anything else that they're passionate about but the game so for me it was you know play football for 21 years and then I started doing yoga and I had no idea what it was actually doing but it was helping me build this whole new identity for myself um, outside of the game which was like you know probably the biggest game changer that has ever happened in my life because Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear the stories about what happened to guys after they retire and they're, they're just kind of lost and they don't know what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. Um, I most certainly, most certainly had those times where, you know, I felt like, oh man, what am I going to do? Like, you know, who am I now? Like, you know, I had the, the whole time period where I hated when people asked me if I played, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff, uh, where I didn't watch the game, all that and you know so i went through those battles mentally but at the same time i was in these yoga studios and stuff having all these great aha moments and just building something completely new i just you know hadn't had the didn't have the perspective or hadn't had the experience yet to know that i just needed to like let go you know Mm. so and yoga uh, helps you do that right exactly so then you know i'm having all these physical moments and then I started having the mental moments on the mat and it was um, I trained at a studio in Pittsburgh called Amazing Yoga and the owner of the studio and his what their co-owners husband and wife um the husband actually was an NFL player he was a punter um for the Colts and the Saints uh, his name's Sean Conley um him and his wife Karen like two of the most amazing teachers I've ever come across. Uh, I love them to death. They're like family to me now. Um, they're such spiritual people. And when they teach you a class, you have no option but to have these mental moments on the mat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they just started really bringing it out of me. And I just developed this crazy passion for it. And um, and then I was like, you know, I was going through a really uh, a really bad breakup. at the time and this is like fast forward to i think 2018 i'm going through like a terrible breakup you know what i'm saying and like um the mat has a way of really helping you through those things too and uh i decided i wanted to be a yoga teacher you know what i mean because of all of the great things that it was providing me with mentally at the time and what it had done for me physically i was like man there's got to be a way for me to get deeper in this and to share it And Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, and also wanted to further my practice and knew that like a teacher training would be one heck of a way to really deepen the practice and just learn more about what yoga really is. Um, so I went to Sean and Karen and signed up for their hundred hour, uh, you know, level one yoga Baptiste power teacher training and, um, did that. It was a week long in Pittsburgh. It's about when you do like two or three practices a day hot yoga like it's intense you know and then there's just all of this like uh, oh man all the i call it the heart work i guess we could call it for this podcast um but you know they make you open up and the first way that they made us open up was like it was like let's just rip these band-aids right off you know what i'm saying And we had, we had to bring a journal every day and it was, uh, it was journaling time. And they had us start off by just writing like a gratitude journal, you know what I mean? And, um, and you know, it was just for you, you know, all that. And then they tricked you and they're like, all right, now here's, here's the second prompt. And they're like, um, the thing that I fear most in my life is dot, dot, dot. And you had to write like what your biggest fear in life like really was. So, and you know, it's like a, you know, they give you like a while to write it. So, you know, it's like, you got to be mind sharing what stuff. came out for you? Oh, dude. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'll share it for sure. But, um, so, but then they, they have you come rip the page out as soon as you write it down and fold it up and they come around with a basket and you have to put it in the basket. So then they go around and someone picks it and they read, it doesn't have your name on it or anything. So they read it off and you have to go wow. up there and talk about a time where you felt the same as what that person wrote and how you got through wow. it. Or Maybe if you didn't get there, you know what I mean? And um, that's so powerful. Holy oh, yeah. yeah, dude. So freaking the one I picked was just like, Oh, it hit me so deep. It was like, um, the thing that I'm most afraid of is never being good enough right mm. and i'm like oh, like a lot of people dude. can resonate
0: with that right oh
1: yeah oh my gosh especially like coming out of football and like having my career end early from injury and like all that stuff and oh dude it was um and coming out of like a really bad breakup it was just kind of uh it was yeah I got up there, and i I like could barely hold it together because I just started thinking of all of these times where I didn't feel good mm-hmm. all the way back to when I was a little kid, you know what I mean and uh, you know, and so one by one, we had shared and all that, and it was uh, it was it was pretty uh, pretty wild. that's how they started the training. So you get to know everybody real quick that way, right? And so it's a week of that. And then I, uh, you know, started teaching for a while, started off. I was teaching, um, I did like five free classes for men, right. Hot yoga, roga, you know what I mean? Just trying to mm. get some guys in the studio and make them feel comfortable with being in the studio. So that way I could integrate them in a class with women as well, just cause you know, like you said, man, it's, it's really intimidating to go into a yoga studio and you've got all of these, um, you know, these women in there who are just killing it they're just going through Mm. the flow strong breathing all that and like you don't even know what the poses are anything like that you definitely can't breathe you know what i mean like you're like dying um so it's definitely is intimidating but you know you just got to realize what advice would you give
0: uh former athletes specifically men that are maybe have some resistance coming up because they probably heard, Oh yeah, Kyoko is so powerful. They might be listening to this podcast, like something they want to get into. What would you share with them to really kind of sell them or make them feel more comfortable about starting a practice and how to um, go about it?
1: You just got to realize that when you get in that environment, like no one's ju- no one's judging you. No one's even, no one else in the room is even watching you or looking at you. You know what I mean? Like, when you're, you're just the,
0: judging yourself right yeah like and that's when the beauty the of it because you realize that the stories are all your own right yep. and like going and that's the power of yoga like working through and sitting in that story and being able to process and move those stories out of the way it really is this journey like you said earlier of of coming back to yourself and peeling back the layers
1: yeah exactly man you know what i mean like when you're the new person in the yoga studio you're like looking around at people but you're like the only person looking around at the people, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. everybody else is thinking about their breath and like bending deeper into the stretch and all that. And like, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. But, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty awesome though, man. I had like 12 dudes who consistently showed up. Um, and then oh, when amazing. I opened it up to everybody, they, you know, most of them stayed all that. And then, uh, the people from amazing yoga asked me to start teaching at amazing yoga. So I started teaching there and that was like game changer for me. Um, you know, I was having like 40, 50 person classes, uh, you know, just loving it. You know what I mean? My life quickly started to become like, wake up, go to yoga, come home, make playlist, go teach yoga, go do, you know, like it was just yoga, 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 yoga in the yeah. outdoors. And, um,
0: Talk a little bit about the spiritual journey you went on and like what, what your spirituality was like before yoga and then how yoga is kind of like talk about your connection to, you know, you call it God, the universe, creator, source, whatever you want to call it. Like talk about your spiritual journey and how yoga
1: kind of opened you up if it did to these, these kind of higher realms. Oh dude. So I, uh, I grew up like Christian, you know what I'm saying? Um, Christian family I got a couple pastors in my family all that kind of stuff but I was always like super wavering in my faith uh just kind of not that dedicated to it you know I would go to Bible study in the locker room on Friday morning stuff like that and I would go to church with my grandpa whenever he would you know ask me to go things like that um but I you know I prayed a lot you know by myself things like that you know just to God and uh, talk to him often but it was uh my spiritual relationship wasn't really anything that I was like crazily serious about or anything like that. Um and then when I got hurt I dove a little deeper into it, you know what I'm saying? And then uh my grandfather passed away and I was uh dove kinda deeper into it a little more um just kinda learning and all that stuff and then um I also was like, you know experimenting with some psychedelics and things like that and kind of uh that also made me kind of want to get deeper like learn more about uh religion and things like that and um and not even just like christianity but just like learning about god and different you know all the all the different gods all that kind of good stuff and Mm -hmm. um just really more about like enlightenment for real and uh so you know i went to church on and off. But then when I started doing yoga, like the classes were so hard. Um, they were so hard that I couldn't make it through a class. You know what I'm saying? And I have a cross necklace that I wear. Now I've got two of them. But uh, at the time I had one and I would take it off at the beginning of class and put it at, like the front of my mat. Um, Cause I was, you know, just thinking about God and thinking about Jesus and um, about how, you know, Jesus like dies for all our sins uh, and all that, all that stuff. And uh, just about everything that he had to endure to make my life possible, you know? Mm. And I was like, man, well, if, uh, if Jesus could do that for me, then I think I could push my way through an hour long power yoga <laughs> class. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Don't feel all- so sorry for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like I can, I can like, I can honor him by pushing myself mm. and being dedicated and mentally tough enough to get through this and you uh, know, p- push my edge. So um, that's the way that yoga like became intertwined in my, or that my, uh, my faith became intertwined in my practice. Um, a lot of it was, yeah, like using, you know, God as my motivation, as my push, mm. um, you know, just kind of, uh, yeah, it was, that's just how it's been for me, and then yeah. I got really into, uh, really into reading about yoga and reading like the Yoga Sutras of uh, Patanjali and all that, all that stuff, and um, reading about how yoga and religion are basically the same thing, or about how yoga can basically just brings you closer to religion, uh, closer mm-hmm. to God. Um, you know, what I mean, And I like, drawing all the similarities and all the parallels, uh, you know, because yoga is all about, you know, connecting with yourself and with the higher power, all, you know, so it's only brought me closer to my faith, and I've been approached by a lot of people who feel weird about, like, getting into it because they're Christian and things like that, they're like, oh, I don't know, man, it's like, you know do i gotta go like praise buddha and all that stuff and i'm like bro you can go in there and set an intention and do whatever you want to do you make it whatever you want to make it you know what i mean like,
0: yeah that's beautiful because i feel the same way i feel like a lot of people i mean even my parents are they're super you know christian but they they, they put god in a box almost right yeah and it is something that deepens your connection with the divine And it's like, we label these things and we feel like we have to fit in a box and we can't use all these tools that have been created by different, like, you know, um, different cultures throughout time, but they're all really searching for the same thing, which is a deeper connection to something greater than yourself. And I found that too, like yoga has helped me deepen my connection, helped me find God through my own experience of it, rather than a story of what I'm being told. And when you can find that it's, it's, you can. it almost widens your perspectives and open your mind on, you know, this, this reality and not fitting so much in a box.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I really love about it too, is because like, you know, here in like Western civilization, we get, we get so far away. Like when it comes to Christianity, we get so far away of what Christianity actually is. You know what I mean? Like Mm. number one rule of Christianity is what like, you know, not number one rule, but one of the big rules is, you know, don't judge people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what's the, yeah, the golden rule? Yeah. And who, and who crucified Jesus, the Christians, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, you know I mean? Like we get so far away from what it actually is. Um, but when you just like sit and you actually read the book and like what the Bible says and stuff like, yeah, man, it's just all about like, love everyone, forgive people.
0: Jesus is actually just the full embodiment of love and that's what yes. he was teaching. And yes. then we create all these stories around how to do that. But it really is just coming back to self and loving the experience you've been gifted, and fully embodying that. And that's what Jesus was really trying to teach at the core of the Christian, what Christianity should be. But it is kind of lost, you know, oh, throughout yeah. this last couple thousand years.
1: My favorite story that even like that embodies it completely is like when uh, you know Jesus knew that Judas already betrayed him and that he was going to go, you know, what was going to happen to him, and he had everybody in his house for dinner and he washed Judas's feet sat him down at his table, fed him, knowing that he had betrayed him, that he was going to die for. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, uh, it's like, if that's not the ultimate, like, like this is your best, you know, your best friend just betrayed you and that it's going to be the end of you. Right. And you're having all the homies over for dinner and you're just like, Hey bro, come on over. You know, it's whatever. Like you don't even make a scene about it. You wash this man's feet and then you feed him. And you tell him what he's telling. Him? He said, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. Mm. Thanks like, for sharing are, that, you, bro, like are you kidding mm-hmm. me? If that doesn't embody forgiveness, like then I don't know what does, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's like, like pure love, man. Yeah, man. Like it's
0: incredible. <sighs> yeah. like, Thanks uh, for sharing that, man. That resonates hard because I've, you know, I had a lot of resistance to Christianity growing up because it didn't, I didn't feel like it answered a lot of my questions of what this experience is. And I didn't feel like I actually had a connection with God. I feel yeah. like I was, there was this shame and fear that was created, the separation yep. and, you know, all the stories around Jesus. But coming back full circle, especially through yoga and, and plant medicine and psychedelic work as well, and actually having that connection with the, the divine and then coming back and re-kind of trying to relearn who jesus was and what he was actually trying to teach and to like hear stories like that it's like that's what it's about
1: oh that's bro! It's not about yeah.
0: rules of how to be it's about being love and that's what jesus is trying to teach and
1: that's what he embodied and it's so beautiful yeah um, we get so but, far away it's supposed to be about like you know jesus loves you through everything he knows that you're gonna mess up that's why he went and died for your sins he always mm-hmm. forgives you he always loves you ask mm-hmm. for it and it's yours you know what i mean like You ask for his forgiveness and it's yours. Mm -hmm. It's literally what he says. You know what I mean? And it's like everybody gets so torn up on like their understanding and all that. And it's like Jesus says, like, rely not on thy own understanding, but on mine. And I will give you far more than you could ever ask for or imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I will give you far more abundantly than what you could ask for or imagine. Like, Mm -hmm. what? So like, mm. just just let go. That's basically what he's saying. He's saying, let go. Let
0: go. Like, and yeah, that's what yoga to, teaches you, right? Yeah. Is like, this like, idea like, of surrendering to into understand.
1: it. You know what I mean? Just mm. let go and just do good. You know what I mean? Like, and that, yeah. So, yeah, that's through beautiful. that and like being able to, like, and that's my whole thing with yoga now is like, it's given me such a good way to give back and to be able to, like, especially as like a black man, you know what I mean? And being a black man who played in the NFL when in that, and And my in my community, you know, I'm saying like that's like, you know, the ways to make it out as a black man is like football, basketball, music, you know, fashion like that kind of stuff to be one of those guys who did that and now be able to be someone who's taken a completely different path. And is a yoga teacher to be able to use that platform now and uh, like teach, you know, this kind of stuff like mindfulness, um, especially to kids has been like the best part of the whole journey for me. Uh, Marie, yeah, you're
0: such an example, dude. Like that's so inspiring, and, and I know you're going to be such a role model and do such big things just by fully embodying that, right? And being a, a, a an example to all these all these guys, all these young men, especially. Um, let's talk about a little bit about your psychedelic journey and how that has impacted your kind of healing journey, um, and you know, transition out of football and how it's helped you work through some of the the traumas and some of the stories
1: that um you've had throughout your life um so yeah man so back like in college um you know i was pretty i was was pretty wild dude you know i mean i like to kick it like to hang out like to go to concerts party um you know worked hard as heck but you know i also like to have fun too and uh i think was like my senior year or something when i first like did mushrooms and uh it was, I mean, it was a heck of an experience. I had a great time. You know what I mean? I, like, was laughing hysterically. You know what I mean? Like, hits you in waves. I was, like, rolling on the floor laughing with some of my best friends. Um, it was wintertime, snowing in Ohio, so it was, like, beautiful at nighttime. Um, you know, it was, for me, it, like, it started off, it was just a recreational thing. I just had so much fun and like didn't really understand it but i felt so clear like the next like after that like the next like weeks months whatever you know what i'm saying like and i like would always be like man like that was wild you know what i'm saying and then there's one time i'm i uh you know so i started like looking into it and then i ate some mushrooms again after like looking into like you know things to think about while you're on shrooms or you know all that stuff or like how to kind of guide you more intentionality into it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I start like setting intentions when I would do it and, um, you know, I just like started noticing my thought patterns, you know what I mean? Noticing where I would go to, uh, what kind of, like, what kind of negative thoughts would come into my head and like, which ones were reoccurring and why, you know what I mean? Help me get deeper to the root of like how I was actually feeling. Um, and then also same thing with like happy feelings, you know what I mean? Like noticing like what makes me really happy, um, you know, especially like about friends and stuff, you know what I mean? You get in that environment, like you're tripping with your friends, you get a lot closer, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I was able to learn a lot about my friends as well. And like a lot about, uh, myself as a friend, you know what I mean? Cause you're super introspective, you know, and like all that stuff. Um and just like and then I also you know had a time had a couple times where you know those like quote unquote bad trips you know what I'm saying mm. um yeah I had like a really intense like bad. Bad trip. Bad trips are the most meaningful, if you ask me. Sure. Yeah, explain uh-huh. a little
0: bit more about that because I think bad trip is not really, it's, it's, not it's, a it's good got a term bad at connotation all. to it, right? Terrible it's, it's more of like the deeper work. Maybe some fears come up, some yep. deeper traumas you have to work through. So, talk a little bit about your bad trip and what that experience is like. Yeah, and man. mean, the growth so, that came out of it.
1: Yeah, so whenever people ask me about like psychedelics and stuff and if they should do it, I'm always like, just, you know, and just like, just know, like if you've got some stuff mentally like that's going to come up, you know what I'm saying? And if you're with people, it's going to be hard for you to keep it in if you don't want people to know about it, you know what I mean? So I'm like, you might want to handle that stuff first if if you're not able to, if you don't want it to come up that way. But like, man, for me, yeah, those are the most meaningful trips. And it's not that they're bad, it's just that they're probably scary. Um, they make you deal with some stuff that you probably don't, like that you usually just tuck away in your subconscious, you know? You don't really think about it. You just kind of change the subject in your head when it comes up. And, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, oh, man, I just remember, like... I didn't know at the time, but it was, like, basically, like, the first time that... It was basically, like, experiencing ego death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, felt, like, physical... It felt like I was mm-hmm. dying like the world was like ending everything was terrible um i was just thinking about all of the bad stuff that could happen you know what i mean i was thinking about all this bad football stuff and like oh dude and just like i want i just wanted to shut myself in a room and i did very literally i just shut myself in in a bedroom and just thought it out you know what i'm saying just sat there thinking i was like man and, um, you know, it's when you get, you get stuck in a loop. Right. And it's just like these negative thoughts, these negative thoughts. And, um, they're like thoughts that you just don't want to deal with, you know? And so I sat there for probably like five hours, just dealing with all of them. You know what I mean? And by the end of that, like four or five hours, I was just literally sitting there and I was like, man, well, I guess I know what I need to do this week. You know what I mean? Wow. Like. I was like, well, I got to handle this, this, and this, and then I'll be okay, you know? Um, And that, yeah, that was, like, the first meaningful trip to me at all. The uh, the other time before that was just, like, me and some buddies in college, walking around outside, having a good time, listening to music, Mm -hmm. you know, which is all good. Um, But, yeah, that time, I, uh, like, did some some deep, deep work there. Um, You know, I had some... Issues at that point in time with like, uh, I guess like dedication a little bit, you know what I mean, um, and all that kind of stuff. So I had some real demons to battle with that, and I handled them. And then I started uh, like I was in the drug program in the NFL for my first two years because I was a huge. I, I, guy. Do you want to
0: just put in a put in a note for people that are listening that these, these psychedelic plant medicines, um, you know, they're totally cool to use recreational and like light doses at concerts and stuff. But if you do take kind of bigger doses and you do want to do some of that, that deeper self work, like Mike's talking about, it's really smart. They talk about set and setting, which is what he's talking about, like being around the right kind of people. And I would just recommend if you guys do are interested in kind of diving deeper into some self healing work with these kind of modalities, doing it in a ceremonial context with proper facilitation and and really people there that can help you work through some of these deeper stories. I think when you surround yourself and and plug into the proper environment and container, these can be really powerful because like a lot of people have bad trips and Mike, if he wasn't able to work through some of those stories could have got stuck in a loop that really, um, can you know turn out to be a little bit debilitating right and not being able yes. to integrate those lessons into the the, the real life and, and learning from them. So I just wanted to share that with people that are listening because it's really important to not you know take
1: these things lightly. Oh yeah yeah that's uh, that is definitely one thing um, is like back this was like in like 2000, 2011, 2012 or so and uh you know back then things weren't exactly how they are today you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know like there's a bunch of like mushrooms and things to criminalize legal you know all over the country now um back then it was more like you know kind of just college yeah. kids doing it wasn't as much known stuff. about it right yeah it wasn't yeah. as much known about it it was just kind of like on the cusp but it was like, you know, social media wasn't what it is today, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it was just kind of like, you know, college kids doing college kid, Mm -hmm. college kid stuff. And, um, um, definitely I was, I was there. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I I was could have partied in college together. Right. Yeah. So I totally stumbled upon this stuff and was just really lucky. Um, and blessed that like it found me in the right way. And that I had good people around me. Uh, and that I was able to, um, learn from the experiences and separate, you know, what was what, you know what I mean? What's good, what's bad, what's, um, you know, the context for doing those things. Um, but yeah, man. So once I got like intentional with them, though, like I started calling it like the reset button, you know what I mean? If you've got like all these things going on, the world feels like really heavy You don't know why you're being so negative or like you feel negative inside. You're being positive, the outside world. You know what I mean? You feel yourself wearing that mask. Um, I was able to kind of like draw a connection where like, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to like do some mushrooms and hit this reset button and then come in and like, you know, figure out what's going on, you know, like go in deep, figure out what I'm really worried about. Why am I worried about it? Um, and then kind of come out of it on the other side with a better appreciation for the situation and be able to address it after that. Um, and yeah, so I got to know myself really well mentally. It was crazy. Um, because like you said, man, if you just kind of get into that stuff and you don't know what you're doing or like you take too much and you, you know, all that stuff, you, I mean, psychosis is a real thing. You know I mean? There's people who have these, uh, these heavy trips and like they just can't fathom it or deal with it you know what i mean and yeah. it gets some stuff not integrated into their life yeah and they're just like and it's a traumatized and that itself is a traumatizing event for them you know what yeah. i mean um mm-hmm. but you know like having a background in like some therapy type spaces and all that kind of stuff and just um and also being in school for psych at the time also like helped a lot. I was thinking about understanding of how the mind works. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, uh, you know, all that, all that was a pretty good blend for me, but, um, yeah, man, over the years though, I, uh, I started, you know, then I tried acid, you know what I mean? Uh, LSD and, um, you know, was doing that in all types of different settings. And like, I, by no me, I, by no means use psychedelics a hundred percent responsibly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not at all, especially when I first got out of the NFL, um, and you know that whole identity piece was going on and all of that. Um, I was just I was kind of partying a bunch, like just like going out, going to concerts. You know what I mean? Like also, it was like an Electric Forest guy, all that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, I yeah. Wanted to go
0: there. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, you know, like not drinking heavily. But, like, it was always more of, like, a weed smoker, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd, like, smoke a lot of weed, do some mushrooms or eat some acid or whatever, go to a show. And in that setting, you learn about yourself in a whole other way. You know what I mean? Like, being able to handle that stuff in public and all that is, like, a... Takes a type of mental toughness, doesn't it? It does, dude. It really does. And, like, I feel like every person who's done it has had, like, a moment where they're, like, man, I just need, like five seconds to just take a deep breath gather myself like you know what i mean like my legs feel yeah. like jello or something you know what i mean like it's yeah. wild and um so yeah i learned a lot about myself that way and had a really interesting experience with psychedelics and religion and that type of uh setting i was at a lotus show with a buddy um and we both did like two tabs to acid right? And we went to this show and it was dope. Like we would, it was great time. We're having a ball, you know, shows about over. So we head home and we get to his apartment and I lived out of town. So I was just in town visiting. We get to their apartment and uh, my buddy's roommates there and he didn't go to the show with us. He wasn't tripping or anything like that. And this guy's like a hardcore atheist. Right. Hmm. And I'm like third eye wide open. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he knows that I'm like, you know, like pretty like into Christianity, into my faith, whatever. And, um, and he just starts asking me like, bro, like how do you believe in that stuff? Like, why do you believe in that stuff? Like it's so, there's no way it's real. Like, blah, blah, blah. And just starts just coming at me about my faith. While while you're tripping balls. While I'm tripping balls and he's not, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And dude, this was like, a key moment in my life where I knew that faith played an integral role in my everyday belief system. Like, I don't know where it came from. You know what I'm saying? Like I had like pretty detailed notes from Bible studies and stuff on my phone, but man, when he started going in on me about my religion, bro, I started like quoting scripture, you know, telling stories from the Bible, like all these different things. And they were just flowing. And I was like, like the universe is speaking through you, right, bro? It felt amazing, right? And Mm. my and my buddy was just looking. He's like, bro, that was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He was like, I don't even know how you're able to keep your cool, but you just like, you just like spit a dope sermon in there. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, but I didn't. I was like, I didn't appreciate that. (laughs) You know what I mean? yeah i was like we shouldn't hang out with that guy anymore he was (laughs) me he's no good vibes not good vibes i was like anybody who does that to a guy while they're you know in that state that's not cool Mm -hmm. um but let's talk a
0: little bit about gratitude you talked about gratitude earlier talk about the importance gratitude has I, i truly believe gratitude is the key to the kingdom, right? The key to finding happiness, the key to finding joy, and you know, if anybody that hasn't listened to the first episode with with me and Mike, where he shares kind of his story and what he's been through, go back and listen to that. And I want to know how all of the adversity you went through, everything that happened to you, your football career being cut short, injuries, being stabbed and robbed, almost dying, like all of this stuff. You know, your college story, you got suspended, like all this stuff you shared. How can you find gratitude? when you
1: went through all of these tough times? bro. you know, it's crazy is, uh, like, just kind of, I, I'm not sure that there's ever been a time where I wasn't grateful for what I had. If it was, it was probably a, a rough time when I was a little kid, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I don't know, man, the people around me have always just really stressed the importance of being thankful for what you've got. And uh, I'll tell you, whenever, whenever things aren't going well, whenever I notice like things aren't going my way or I'm you know, not feeling up to par and all those kind of deals, um, the, that's the first thing I check on is like, man, what am I grateful for? What am I thankful for? How have I been thinking? Have I been living, have I been recently living and thinking a life that's all focused and centered around me? You know what I'm saying? or have I been living a life that's focused on being grateful for what I have grateful for who's Mm -hmm. in my life grateful. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's pretty cool. I was just in church on Sunday, uh, up in Orlando and the pastor, you know, Thanksgiving being here, was talking about gratitude and gave a good sermon about, um, Thanksgiving. And he kind of dad jokingly named it Thanksgiving. Um, and he was saying how being thankful, is the result of a thought, you know what I'm saying? So it's Mm. like, you have a thought about something that you love or that you appreciate or whatever. And then like thankful, like saying, thank you all that, like being thankful for it. That's like the outward expression, you know what I'm saying. Mm. Um, so it's your inner world expressing outwardly, and that's why it starts with
0: gratitude. And we have yeah, control. We might not thought. have control over our circumstances that happen in our lives, but
1: we definitely have control over the thought that we think about our lives. Exactly. Yeah. So it all starts with that thought. It's all all about what you're thinking about. So just always knowing the you know the importance of what I'm thinking about and if the frame that I'm thinking about life in, cause you can think about life happening to you, you know what I mean? Or happening for you, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And on it. the moment that you get away from like, Oh, all this is happening to me. And you start thinking, all oh, this is happening for me. You can make any, you can frame any bad situation to end up good because you learn from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like once you get into the mind space of like, you're not taking any more losses. L's are just lessons. You know, what, You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you could go through the worst breakup. You could switch careers, you know, lose your job, whatever. And you know, there's a lesson to be found in all of it. You know what I'm saying? And if you can find that lesson and really grasp it and really hold on to it, right. You'll end up with way more, you Mm. know, like you got to be willing to sacrifice those things. You know what I mean? Like, it's like to get more, you know, it's beautiful. Beautiful man. Totally beautiful. Put man. I couldn't have said it better
0: myself. Um, Talking back to the transition, I want to kind of share um, because we're coming up uh, on time here, but I just want to ask a few more questions. Um, as far as, as you know, guys that are going through transition out of, you know, not necessarily professional sports, but just athletics or maybe even going through, you know, normal people going through a transition in life, um, what kind of advice would you give to people to handle and, you know, maybe going through an identity crisis, um, not really, know, not sure where to move forward or who they are. What, what kind of advice would you give to them?
1: I would say uh, the first thing I would say, get a gratitude journal. Um, the five minute journal works really well for me. Uh, you go in there every day. It has like a, a good quote at the top of it. And then uh, you write three things you're grateful for three things that would make your day Uh, make your day amazing or whatever. Um, And then at night you write three amazing things that happened in one way. You could have made the day even more amazing. Right. Um, So just getting, starting off your day in that mindset of being thankful, being grateful, all that stuff can like greatly change your day to day life. You know what I mean? It has like the biggest impact. I think that that uh, single hand, like single handedly could be the biggest tool for a lot of people. Um, and it's just all about consistency, you know what I mean? About, you know, cause it gets repetitive. So you just got to keep doing it over and over and over. It's like taking zone steps as alignment. You know what I'm saying? How many, mm. how many days of individual periods you got to go through, you know what I'm saying? But Repetition. The, yeah, but that month that you don't, you know, that. Couple weeks that you're hurt, you know, you come back and your zone step looks like shit. You know, I mean, stepping under. Yeah, that's why it's a
0: practice, right? And that's why they call yoga yoga practice or meditation a meditation practice because you never really arrive. It's a tool that you have to use consistently, or else you'll lose it because the mind and the body will atrophy so quickly. Exactly, exactly.
1: So, yeah, I'd say uh, that, and then just you know, the people who are around you. You know what I mean? Surround yourself with good people. Uh, my college coach, Jim Tressel he, uh, had a tab in our winner's manual called, yeah, yeah, you are who you associate with. Um, so surround yourself with people who are walking the walk that you want to be on in life. You know what I mean? People who set a good example for you. Um, you know, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like, uh, it, man, I forget it's a rule, but it's like, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, go hang out with four millionaires and you'll become the fifth one soon, you know? um mm, uh, so absolutely you, you know just uh surround yourself with good people root root your days in gratitude and uh you know have some compassion be forgiven
0: I love it man well said um last question I ask everybody um is what's your vision for yourself individually like what do you want to want to want to see yourself become or what do you want to accomplish or achieve and then What's your vision for the collective? What would you like to see um, out in the world, and how you'd
1: like it to improve? Um, for me, uh, you know, teaching yoga is pretty much what I do now, um, so I, I like doing that in a big in a big way. Um, I guess in the next five to how many every years, I'd like to have my own space, you know, my own studio, um, probably with a couple studios in it, you know, a good good group of people working with me um teacher wise and all that and just uh created a really a really awesome community you know just somewhere where people can come to feel not alone um to come and you know try something new to um to deepen understanding of themselves you know what i mean um and to you know just feel a part of something to feel a part of a team um but i think uh for the heart collective, man, I think there's so much, so much good stuff going on right now. And so much that, uh, you know, that I'm pretty sure that you probably already have plans for in the future. But, um, I think the, the heart to heart talks, um, are something that I really, really, I'm uh, interested in. Um, you know, just that whole, that whole environment for you guys to feel vulnerable and open up and feel okay with that. Um, you know, because we're with our peers, you know, guys who have all been through the same stuff, who all have similar experiences, um, you know, and just, you know, so guys know that they're not alone. You know, I think for me, that's, uh, that's a big part that I'm interested in and getting to, um, share the, uh, share the whole practice of yoga with the guys on there and, uh, you know, get some flows on the, on the site for you guys and, um, you know, do some breath work and some some of that good, uh, mental work and, uh, just kind of get after it. You know what I mean? Just on a different field.
0: Love it, man. I'm so stoked to have you on this journey with me, man. And I'm so glad we connected. And I, I just want to say, I'm so proud of you, man. And, and the journey you've been on and the way you're, you're working on yourself and, and working toward your vision and fully embodying this, this man that you want to become and sharing it with the world, man. It's, it's really inspiring to me. And I'm really stoked to have you on this journey with me. Um, and thanks for being so open and vulnerable on this podcast, man, and really sharing a deeper part of yourself. I think it's really gonna have a huge impact on those that listen. Um, you know, last thing I'll give you an opportunity to kind of share where people can find you. And, you know, I know you teach yoga right now, maybe kind of share, um, anything you're working on and,
1: and where people can can, can connect with you. Oh, bro. First, you know, I appreciate you having me on. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, I love what you're doing. I appreciate being uh getting to be a part of all of it with you. Um and I'm really looking forward to the future, you know what I mean? Um uh, people can find me uh, I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida now, teaching yoga at the Body Electric Yoga Company, so you can catch me there. Um, uh, but you can always find me on Instagram at Mike underscore Adam 75 Um you know, any questions, comments, anything like that? Anything you want to know, just hit me up, shoot me a DM, um, and I'll definitely get back to you. Beautiful, yeah. Definitely reach out to Mike and follow him on Instagram. He's
0: got, like, just to see his journey. He shows his yoga, yoga expertise all the time. Some amazing poses, inversions. His body looks great. He's he's shredded, I'm trying to get like you, man. I uh, really appreciate you coming on, man.
1: Heck yeah, man. Always a pleasure.
0: All right, big thank you to Mike for honestly being so open and vulnerable on this podcast. Um, You know, following him and connecting with him, uh, he's just super inspiring to me, um, you know, helping me realize how much uh, more attention I can bring to my yoga practice and, you know, finding gratitude in everything. I mean, the, the way this man, the amount of adversity he's gone through in his life and his ability to find gratitude. I think we can all really learn something from that. And I loved what he said. Uh, There's such a shift in all of our lives when we realize that life is something that happens for us and not to us. And I agree with him. That was uh, when I had a big shift in my life as well, uh, learning the lessons that this experience of life has to provide us. Um, At the end there, he was talking about the Heart Collective. And it is a community that I've built a container I built exclusively for former male professional athletes. Mike is actually one of the founding members and he is the resident yogi on in the community. And he will be providing uh, yoga classes, yoga content and breathwork work um, calls as well. If you're interested in learning more about how you can join the community, visit the That's the H a R T collective.com to learn more. Would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me directly as well. Um, yeah, really look forward to hearing from you. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast
1: and I'll speak with you guys next time on life beyond the game.